And welcome to What's a Gundam? My name is Jeremy. And my name is Kevin. So this is an idea that's been spinning in the back of my mind for a while. And I literally pitched it to Kevin an hour and a half ago. Yep. And to make things also kind of funny, we alluded to some special episodes coming out between Seed and Destiny. And this is not one of them. <laughs> this is a spur of the moment. Not completely spur of the moment. Like I said, this idea has been spinning in the back of my head for a while. But I just asked Kevin, hey, do you want to do this? And he said, yeah, sure. So here we are. Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. Well, I mean, I do, but like, I'm fine doing this. You can play Pokemon or paint your army. Probably be building and painting my army. I actually kind of want to do that, too. But I'm, yeah, I'm mostly done with Pokemon. I need to beat the champion. I have decided that now that I am the <laughs> now that I am the new grass gym leader, I, I'm not actually, but that was my goal was to make a grass team. Uh huh. I'm also going to build a steel team. <laughs> now, now you're on hard mode. Yeah, Jesus, it's so hard. So anyway, I talked with Tyler. We both, I mean, my job is retail. We're crazy busy this time of year. Tyler was crazy busy with his job. So we talked and we're like, okay, we're just going to skip a week of Gundam. But some wires kind of got crossed and we kind of ended up taking two weeks off in a way. And I didn't want to say, hey, Tyler, that's not what I meant because we both got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But I wanted something out. And this idea has been spinning on the back of my head. And then... Chris B, I believe it is, in the Discord. I just think, yeah, it is Chris B. I just think of him as Anna Vilgato because that is his avatar. Yes. Asked, hey, are you guys ever going to do 0083 or Gundam Wing? And that's an interesting question. We're going to have our question special in a little bit. Uh, so this is just a preview of that. I was really expecting people to request Gundam Wing when we did the Gundam Seed podcast, since it's the first Gundam series to air in America. But I also kind of don't like Gundam Wing. Mm -hmm. It's fine for a lot of reasons we'll get into. I don't dislike it i just don't have nearly the passion i have for say gundam seed for it yeah so my initial reaction would be no but this is an idea that's been floating in the back of my head and he asked that and i had all these thoughts and i was just like screw it let's ask kevin what he wants to do so what's a gundam is going to be a very irregular podcast that we are going to record have one in the chamber and if for whatever reason we can't release an episode of it's a gundam we are going to release this instead yep i've got some editing done ahead so hopefully it's a very long time before we have another What's Again them come out. But maybe it'll be next week because the holidays are an awful time for me. Yeah. So Kevin is my partner on Jumpstart Weekly, another podcast I do where we talk about manga, specifically Shonen Jump every week. And Kevin has a not super interesting history with anime, but one that kind of surprised me when I found out about it. It's actually kind of similar to Zach in that he didn't really watch it in high school. Nope. And now he watches more than me. Yes. Only his is more extreme than Zach, to like vis-a-vis -vis to me, because with Zach, I was always pestering him to watch a bunch of stuff because I knew he would like it. Eventually, he broke and became more of an anime boy than me. It seems like Kevin was even more extreme, like he had very little exposure to it. To anime specifically, the thing that I kind of like go back on is I've always loved cartoons and animated stuff in general. So while I didn't watch a ton of anime, that was mainly just from uh, I live in the middle of nowhere... I don't have great internet. If it didn't come up on TV, and which it like anime did come up on TV, but I didn't watch a ton of it because it came up at weird hours. And I was always more of an active person as a kid. 
but I never really got too much exposure to anime, but I watched a ton of cartoons. So this was just kind of, it's, and it's not like I stopped watching cartoons either. I just realized like, I really like cartoons and to me, anime is more of like just Japanese cartoons. That's fair. I'm not trying to downplay anime in any way, but that's what it is though. Yeah. I was like, that's the way it feels to me. It's like, so it's just a different style of cartoon. Like, yes, of course, they're totally different. You know, all cartoons are like this, animes like that. I was like, yes. But to me, I've got Western cartoons and Japanese and Eastern cartoons because I've I've watched some anime stuff that's not strictly speaking Japanese. And it makes total sense given your background with anime. But Kevin, you've been on It's a Gundam before. Yes. And it kind of shocked me to find out you had like no experience with Gundam. No. Especially since you like Evangelion so much. It's one of those weird things of I've seen a bit of mecha anime like evangelion uh more recently stuff like el noah zero i watched um darling in the Bronx. i know you watched yes darling in the Bronx. i was i was like fate kept popping into my head i was like no i mean i've watched fate but fate is not a mecha anime so i've watched some mecha stuff before but i've basically never watched a gundam at all like i've seen episodes of gundam but i've never watched a continuous season of gundam ever we are gonna watch gundam in the order in which episodes were released in america which means we are starting with Gundam Wing. And I don't really like Gundam Wing. I do think it's great as an intro to Gundam because it's just such a like condensed form of Gundam. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research for this, unfortunately. I would have if it wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. But just to give you some background on Gundam Wing, it came out in 1995, the same time as Evangelion. So there's a lot of Evangelion-Gundam Wing crossover. Not a lot of influence, though, yep. because they were so contemporary. Gundam had always taken place in the Universal Century timeline. Mm-hmm. which was a continuous timeline. There was a very long break in 89 after the Shars counterattack movie. Yeah. But that was just the future of the Universal Shen- Century. And the guy who created Gundam, whose name I should know since I do a Gundam podcast, was very unhappy with the people who acquired Gundam and the things they were making him do to sell toys. Yeah. So he finally left the series in 1992. And Sunrise and Banda, great. We can just make this a toy sales thing. So they created G Gundam. And how familiar are you with G Gundam, Kevin? This just vague thing. Like, what have you been picked up from me and Zach talking about it occasionally? G Gundam? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. G Gundam is pretty good, actually, but also just completely different. It came out in 1994, and it's what's popular with the kids. Street okay. Fighter. So it's a series in which every country has a Gundam that they send down to Earth to fight in a tournament. They wander the Earth, and when they find each other, they fight. Okay. Also, they're all Gundams. Uh, just to give you some clarification stuff, you probably have picked this up a little bit from watching this few episodes of Seed you have with us. Robots and Gundam are called mobile suits. Yes. Only specific ones are Gundams. Yes. Which, like, the original Gundam was the only Gundam in that series. Typically, it's between two and five per series, and they're kind of the special important ones. Yeah. Gundam is also, like, economically based on selling model kits. Yes. So Gundam model kits sell a lot better than, say, other mobile suit model kits. Yep. So they were like, let's just make everything a Gundam. And let's make lots of racially insensitive Gundams. Yes. Like the Tequila Gundam from Mexico. Also, though, they wanted to expand into other countries. So while the main character is, of course, the Japanese guy, mm-hmm. he's kind of got a team of the American guy, the Chinese guy, the Russian guy, and the French guy. All the major regions they wanted to expand into. If you think of France and Russia as just representatives of all of Europe. Yeah. G Gundam did not go over super well with the fans just because it was so radically different. It was so toyetic. Yeah. Like I said, actually pretty good, but there's a lot of layer on it. And Gundam had always been a super melodramatic, super serious war series. 
Yeah. G Gundam is not. Yep. It's pretty silly. So Gundam Wing came out the week Super Sentai style after G Gundam finished. And it kind of scaled stuff back. The make everything a Gundam thing just kind of made nothing a Gundam. Okay. Sales wise. But the five main character Gundams sold pretty well. So they pared down to just five main characters and they kept them regionally appropriate because okay. for the regions they wanted to expand into. Mm-hmm. There are some slight differences in the regions, but there are five multi-ethnic Gundam pilots. And they kind of went to a back-to-basics approach. They steal a lot of stuff from the original series. Okay. Which is stuff that you won't be familiar with, so it'll nope. be interesting to see your lens through them. Which is also how Americans got it, because this is, like I said, the first series to come to America. Yep. And I think it is a good series to start with if you want to get into Gundam. I don't think it's a great series, though. But we were just discussing on our Jumpstart episode, which you can listen to at our website, lastpodcast.com, that you have a lower bar than me. So I think you might actually really like Gundam Wing. Yeah, we'll see. One of the reasons, at this point, one of the reasons that I really haven't jumped into Gundam is it's huge. And it's one of those things of, I like immersing myself in a world. And it kind of sucks when there's a lot of times where I almost reject people telling me something is amazing. It's It's not that hipster attitude, but it's very close of like, this is the best thing ever. Well, then I don't necessarily want to do it. Like, this is the best way you do that. Okay, well, maybe there's a better way or like, maybe there's my way. So Gundam to me has been something that it's like, it's this big, giant, massive, yeah, you should get into Gundam. Okay. You need a better starting point than that, right? I'll advocate for Gundam Seed all day. It's my, one of my favorite anime series of all time. Kira Yamato is probably the fictional character I relate to the most. But there are pros and cons to Gundam Seed. Well, and there's also the, I remember listening to the Rooster Teeth fan service podcast back when it wasn't called fan service, where I think it was Carrie talking about uh, trying to get his girlfriend into anime. And he was like, yeah, so I had her watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That kind of backfired on me because then anytime I tried to show her anything, she <laughs> was wasn't. like, well, this isn't Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And he's like, fuck. So I understand that it's difficult to get somebody into something that big. Like, oh, well. If you want to watch Doctor Who, you should watch all, you know, back from the 1940s yeah, or literally impossible. Yeah. It's like, oh, you should watch all of this stuff. It's like, there's too much content. So sometimes, you know, like, oh, you should start with the originals and everyone has their, well, you should start with my favorite thing. Well, what if that is also my favorite thing? Then everything else is worse because I didn't like, maybe you didn't start with that one. You started with something else and it was like, oh, this was pretty good. Oh, this was better. Oh, this was better. Oh, this one was worse. But at least you have levels. Versus if you start at the top and just go down, it kind of defeats the thing of like, oh, so like nothing as good as that first one? Well, then why would I watch anything else? Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with Gundam Seed. Like Gundam Seed, I like it so much, I will give any Gundam a chance. But I know there's never going to be one that's as right for me as Gundam Seed. Yeah. So yeah, this is us covering Gundam Wing, or at least as close as it's going to be. I haven't even told Zach or Tyler I'm doing this. They're going to find out when it goes up in the feed. So hopefully they don't feel too bad about being not included. And hopefully this is at least some coverage, even if it's going to be pretty irregular. But you know how often we miss episodes, so maybe not that irregular. Hey, I never miss episodes. No, that's why I'm doing this with you, Kevin. I should have brought that up. The reason I was like, hey, Kevin and I should do this is I know, like, Kevin, we've missed, I think, two episodes since we started doing a podcast. They were both on me. Yeah. We've had a couple of ones where it's like jump. Or or they were on Shonen Jump. Yeah. You have been nothing. One time I had to edit an episode because you had a prearranged plan. Anything else you want to say about... Gundam. Hey, let's do some stuff. What do you know about Gundam Wing, Kevin? Nothing. Okay. Literally nothing. Literally. I mean, there's probably some stuff in the back of my head that maybe I've seen a couple episodes of this because like 
I was very eclectic as it a kid was on watching Tsunami. stuff. So I, I maybe saw a couple of episodes, but back then I wasn't into Mecha, which is weird considering I really like science and engineering. And I did even back then, not necessarily engineering, but science, definitely. And one of the reasons I don't like Gundam Wing, it's one of the ones that's very light on that stuff. I don't mean just necessarily like these hardcore science fiction. Yeah. For my media, I've always been more of a fantasy man. And I think a lot of that is because I like science in real life. So it's that this is my escape from reality and escaping reality into like a fancier version of what my reality would be is different than escaping into fantasy where it's like, how does magic work? It just does. That's a very generalization of fantasy, but I just tend to like those settings more, I think. I've obviously like I've watched mech anime. I like Evangelion. I've liked Darling and the Frogs. So we'll see how this goes. All right, we are going to go watch Operation One, the shooting star she saw. That is a mouthful of a first episode. Yes. We're going to take a break, unlike Gundam Seed. Uh, We're going to go watch it, and then we will come back and talk about it. So we are back after watching Operation One, the shooting star she saw. So what did you think, Kevin? It's interesting. Um, I have a couple of questions of, like, general backstory. Not general backstory stuff, but, like... It was a little confusing who was who at first. Like, all right, so there's the Alliance, the Colonist, and Oz. And it was like, all right, so are these people part of this thing? Or oh, Okay, no, they're this thing. Okay, well, and like they'd answer that. And of course, it's the first episode. It's fair. I can't know who everyone is. But I definitely had moments of that. There's a couple of moments of confusion. Um, mainly the fact that they're like, all right, so we're tracking five objects coming in towards Earth. One of them turned out to be a Gundam. Oh, the other four to also turned out to be Gundam. I'm like, not necessarily that they'd be Gundam, but like, you didn't think that they were all military assets. Like, why would they launch five? And you thought you happened to pick the good one. <laughs> yeah, the others were all decoys, obviously. Yeah, but like, I at least like one of them was like, "Hey, this is where the this is where the like the thing landed." Essentially, like, oh, okay, at least they were tracking them. Because my first thought was, "Wait, so they shot down the one Gundam?" And we're like, "Yeah, we did it. Way to go, guys." There were four more things that you don't know what they were. Maybe somebody should go investigate. To be fair, that's on like a troop level, though. Yes. They're like, well, we did it. Well, no, we did but, our job. No, and like, not that guy. I meant the, like, he oh, reports to his commander, and it sounds like that was the end of it. Like, uh, there were four more unidentified objects. And then with the, I, I appreciated the one group that was like, hey, this is where the object was supposed to have landed. Like, okay, good. They sent people out to at least go look for these things. They only found the one. But the other three found them. Yeah, the other three found them. But like they found this one. Then I was confused by what were the all the other mechs hanging out with that guy. <laughs> I wouldn't say I forgot about that, but it is like kind of a wrinkle. And they're like, I thought only we could make mobile suits. Like we sent five guns. Also, the one Gundam has a bunch of backup. Yeah, we do get an answer for that, obviously. I, but it, it is it's fair. I agree with you. It is a weird touch. At first, I thought it was they were getting ambushed by something else, and then the Gundam was going to show up in the middle and fight all of them mm-hmm. and win. Like, all right, cool. I can beat two armies. So some small wrinkles in that. It is interesting. I always hate that wrinkle of I thought we were the only ones that could make mobile suits. What they made five <laughs> Gundams. Well, if it's that difficult, how? How did they do that? That is answered in a movie that takes place after the series. Oh, I shouldn't say takes place. A movie after the series. After the series. Flashbacks to that. I mean, that's Not a lot of it. Like I said, one of the reasons I don't like Gundam Wing is there's not a lot of logistics or political movement or scientific stuff. And those are details that exist in a lot of Gundam, and I really like. That is one of the things that tends to bother me about sci-fi when they don't have that. Like, in science fiction... 
you explain how stuff works and like the logistics, the the political machinations, the engineering behind these things, that's like part of the story versus in a fantasy setting doesn't necessarily have to be like you can be a little bit more loosey-goosey with a lot of stuff because that's just kind of how fantasy works. Which is why Star Wars is science fantasy and not science fiction. Yeah. And Gundam runs the gamut. I would say Wing airs closer to fantasy. Yeah, but it's weird being like, yeah, it's a fantasy series with Mecha. I, like, it's not like it's impossible, but just the incongruity of it always tends to nag me a little bit. And especially when they call stuff out like that. Like, I thought we were the only one that can make Gundam mobile suits. Now, if you were to say, I thought we were the only ones that could make Gundams or something like that. All right, cool. I thought we had, I thought we had access to that secret technology. Not, I thought we were the only ones to make mobile suits. Because clearly there's enemy mobile suits. Yeah. Although, again, like, that's a thing I found weird in this watch, and I remember, oh, that's how that works. Uh, it does end up making sense, but okay. it is a weird thing to introduce. Yeah. I'll agree, because it's not a question I think you're supposed to be asking, but it's an obvious thing. Yeah. I think we should know we are watching a subtitled version on Crunchyroll. Yes. But they are using the script of the original dub. Yes. And so there's some dubisms in there that I find interesting, and I wonder, I definitely just listening to the Japanese, I know it's very close. Yeah. But I don't know Japanese well enough to know any of the nuances. I'm curious, what proper nouns did you get out of this episode? Alliance, Oz, Colonies, Gundam. <laughs> I know, I'm just I'm yeah, naming yep. a no, bunch no, of stuff. No, go for it. Zex. Yep. Which I thought was, because what are the, uh, it's the Z name Gundams, them I'm drawing a blank on. You've got Zaku's. There we go. Yeah, Zaku's. I was like, at first I thought it was like, is that their name for Zaku's? And I was like, no, that's a dude. Okay. That's a very fortunate slash unfortunate name. Unfortunate for me in the fact that you were named kind of sort of like, like it's like, oh, Zex. So it's like a Zaku mech, but he's a dude and <laughs> well, not, a, not a mech. But he does drive a Leo, which is this universe's equivalent of a Zaku. Yes. Which is more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So Zex drives a Zaku. Fuck. Um... <laughs> I like that the spelling on hero for so the the main pilot who I find his pose silly. Oh, his like his like hand in front of his face pose for the opening. We'll go over the opening in yeah, a second. That that's fine, but I find his pose silly. But I like that it's H E E R O instead of the traditional Romanji spelling of hero would be H I R O. Yeah. Like I guess I never thought about that, but that's because this is one of the first anime I ever saw. It was long before I knew anything about Japanese naming conventions. Yeah. Well, and again, like naming somebody hero, like um, that's just like normal na- Japanese name. If it's yeah, with the I, but with the E, it's got that American or I guess that English connotation. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just wondering, it's always the thing of especially with early anime like this. Uh, I'm wondering if they spelled it like that to Americanize it. That's his original name. And like there's a lot of dubisms in Gundam Wing. They keep all the names as far as I'm aware. Well, again, or, or spelling it H E E R. I've seen official merchandise with it spelled that way. Yeah, but okay, I, I see what you're saying. But I, I'm wondering, it's like if it was the Japanese trying to Americanize it a bit. Yeah, if it was the Japanese trying to Americanize it a bit. Yeah, and I'm just going through. I can't think of a Gundam protagonist with a typical Japanese name prior to Kira Yamato and Gundam Seed. Actually, for me, it's the spelling of a not a classic, but a traditional Japanese name. It's like, hey, hero, you know, like the hero, root for this guy. I'm going to murder this chick. (laughs) I love that ending. Yes. I forgot about it when we started. And then when she handed him that invitation, I was like, oh, snap. That's how this episode ends. Yeah. So I got that. The girl's name is Relina. 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 Okay. 
and Operation Meteor, which a ton of people know about, which seems stupid that a ton of people know about the name of your secret thing. Like, it's weird that they know specifically know the name of your operation and not, like, what the was details. it? Yeah. They don't have a code name for it, which is another thing Gundam likes to do a lot. The white base from the original series, Zeon, who are the bad guys, refer to it as the Trojan Horse. Yeah. Like- they don't know its name. Which is totally fair. Like, all right, cool. You don't know what's in this thing. Why do you know the name, like <laughs> their name for it, but none of the details? Because that Operation seems weird. Sounds cool. It does. <laughs> and like, I'm assuming that's why it happened. But it's just, it's those little nagging details of like, how did you just find out the name of their secret plan and none of the details? Maybe they knew some of them. Uh, actually, clearly they knew some of them because they knew these weren't just these they, weren't just space parts. They knew there were weapons. Yes. Anything in your memory get jogged watching it, or are you still pretty much? No. Okay. I also guarantee, uh, even if I saw, saw, maybe saw some episodes of Wing, it would be like yeah. one episode, yeah, and it would blend together very well with a bunch of other Gundams, because I wouldn't have any of the context that makes the different series different. It would just be like, yeah, there's Gundams fighting <laughs> one another. You just pulled out the name Zaku, and the, like I said, I, me and Zach referenced no machine gun for him, which yes. we will get to all the time. If I say he is a Shar, does that mean anything to you? Can you identify which character is a Shar? No. Okay. Like, I know of Shar, but yeah. I cannot identify them characterly, characteristically? Characteristically. Characteristically as Shar. Okay. That doesn't sound right. It, it's, it's, it's it conveys like, meaning. So it, Yeah, it conveys meaning, but it's like, I want it to be you, characteristically. I know it's not, like, because it's not... You cannot define the character uh, aspects of a Shar. Yeah, I cannot define the character Shar. But maybe the characteristics of Shar. Except I don't know his characteristics either. But anyway. Also, it's easy to remember a Zaku because I'm staring at one. Yeah. Well, you know who drives that Zaku? No. Shar. Okay. That's specifically that red one that I have a model of sitting right above the TV. It, it's pink? Oh, uh, yeah. The plastic on that one is very pink. Actually, the original, it's kind of more of a salmon, which I know is pink. I'm not making yes. the red versus blue joke. But. Yeah. <laughs> It's not pink, it's lightest red. They have a name for that. It's called pink. Okay, um, I know we only see them very briefly, but I love putting you on the spot, and I love ranking stuff. And I know they don't have names yet either, so it's going to make it hardest. But do you want to rank the five Gundams, least favorite to favorite, just on this initial episode? Sure. It's actually probably going to be least favorite would be... I'm honestly leaning towards the main one, as silly as that sounds. Do you want me to name them for you as you sure. give them the wing? Okay. I haven't seen, based, a lot of that is I haven't seen it do a whole lot, plus it also looks the most Gundam of all the Gundams. Yeah, I can see that. Like, it, it's stereotypical, it seems like it's the stereotypical Gundam, so it's like, yeah, it looks like a Gundam. In a lot of ways, it's not, but, like, I don't have time to talk about Gundam genealogy with you. No, and And I definitely fair. see what you're saying, because a lot of Americans would agree with you, this being their first Gundam series. Yeah. It's like, alright, so it's got, like, a shield and a gun and some wings, but, like, it lacks... To me, it an lacks accent? character. Yeah, it lacks an accent, which means it lacks character. Uh-huh. I can definitely see that about the wing. So I'd probably go the one in the desert, because it's, like, kind of bulkier. It doesn't appear to have a gimmick. The sand rock, and I would agree with you. It doesn't. It kind of doesn't. That has real swords and not beam swords, but that's not a great gimmick, in my opinion. You also can't really see them. Like, I didn't notice it had swords. Gotcha. It, I thought it might have had knives. Like, it was just, like, the way they were held after, mm-hmm. like, it... Because it was going for the cut, so both of them were hidden behind its arms, mm-hmm. uh, so I couldn't see them. And then afterwards, they were like at a weird angle, so I couldn't tell what they were. So to me, it, it was like, did it use beam weapons, or like, <laughs> does it have like knives or something like that? 
Then I would say the scythe one. Okay, the death scythe. Yes. I like people that use scythes as weapons, uh, but I think the other two have more character. My second one would be the ones with all the guns. The heavy arms. That's Zach's favorite. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I just like the fact that it's like, I've got all of the guns. Where do you even store all of those bullets? Yeah, like, how are you going to resupply? Yeah. So it's like, all right, I get the, like, part of me does love, like, I love the aesthetics of the uh, Battletech Atlas with the giant, and this specifically the one that I'm used to, which is the, I don't remember which variant it is, but it's got the uh, rotary autocannon kind of like underslung on its left arm. I just love the giant Gatling cannon. It always looks great. And so I like that one, but I think I like the one with the dragon arm the most because it's got a ton of character. It's the Chinese guy. He's got the, I'm assuming it's the Chinese guy. Yeah, the Shenlong is the name of that Gundam. Yes. It's got the cool dragon arm that breathes fire. Like that's just, that's sweet. Aesthetically, that's good. Yeah. It's really cool. I really like that um, it essentially has two heads in that its arm is also a head. Like, it, it's not like it holds yeah. a cockpit, but it's got two heads. And I just like the, all of the other ones seemed kind of normal compared to that one. Like, all right, I've got a scythe. I've got a bunch of guns. It's definitely the one that's more out there. Yes. All right. So shall we go ahead and start the episode and do a recap? Yes. Okay. We start with the opening theme. I quite like the openings to Gundam Wing. The problem with this opening is that the second one is so much better. This is my introduction to like J-pop and random English words in J-pop. Yes. And so there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me there. And I also really like the way it plays sound effects over the song. Yeah. It gives a lot of like feeling of power, in my opinion, to a lot of the particular the Gundams are the ones that get the sound effects most of the time. Yep. Yeah. So this is when I finally started. I, I was like, wait, are we watching the sub or the dub when we were first <laughs> watching it? Because I noticed there were subtitles. and I was like, well, sometimes even the dub does that because the, like the songs. Well, because as, uh, it looks like they have the subtitles of the song in the actual animation. Yeah. Like playing under the credits. Mm-hmm, they do. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, even the dub might do that just to be like, hey, we're not just going to have these playing in the middle of nowhere. So we start with backstory. Most Gundam series kind of start with like a narrator giving backstory like this. Yeah. I feel like Wings is kind of long and plotting, but maybe I'm just being overly critical of it. Did you have any thoughts on it, Kevin? I mean, it gives you your proper nouns. It gives me proper nouns. It does help, honestly, a little bit just to be like, all right, I'm being thrown into this. What? Here, here's what this world is. Yep. There's a Earth Alliance. Humans went to space and space colonies. An Earth Alliance took power and they started invading the colonies. And now they're going to strike back with Operation Meteor. Meteor. Yep. In the name of justice and peace. Not freedom and justice. That's a Gundam seed thing. Yes. Well, that's also an American thing. I do like the heavy cannon mechs that they show here. The kind of I love artillery mechs in Gundam. We don't get enough of them. Yeah. And that is one of the nice things about Gundam Wing. It's got a nice variety of grunt suits. We see four of them in this first episode. Yep. Yeah, so we see the what I find out later to be the Leos. Um, Leo. Whatever the name of the artillery, the heavy cannon. I, cannot, I want to say them. I can't remember. I want to say the Taros. They are all, all of Oz's mobile suits are constellation themed. Okay. So yeah, I could see Taros. Because they've kind of got the... No, the it's definitely cannons. not the Taurus. I can remember which one the Taurus is, and that's like an important one. <laughs> okay. Um, I was like, well, I could see it, because yeah. I was like, oh, they kind of got like the horns. Yeah. I think that's why I thought that, too. Yeah. Uh, the Ares, which are the flying ones, and then the grunt suits that are with Desert Boy. We need that Jesus allegory. <laughs> Gundam loves to do angel po- Starting here, Gundam loves to do angel poses. It's okay. really the wing that starts that. So anyway, the Alliance has caught on to the fact that Operation Meteor is happening, and there are five objects heading into Earth. So they're going to tell Zex that one's heading into the atmosphere because he's nearby. It's probably just an old satellite. 
but I guess we should have our military guy check it out. Well, I mean, it makes sense of like, hey, there's something entering the atmosphere. You should go look at it. It's probably nothing. Yeah. But Zek's like, these dudes are practically blind. A meteorite would never go this way. Yeah, he mentions riding the wave course, which is essentially being like, uh, there's no way random space debris would like fly along a re-entry path. And he's like, hey, it's just like Oz told me. It's Operation M. I didn't want to say meteor right now. Probably because yeah. the lip flaps didn't work for it. Probably. It's like, how many can we catch? Like, well, uh, just one. Which makes sense. I like that from an uh, operational standpoint. They're like, yeah, we spread out our entry points so that it'd be next to impossible for them to catch all of us. Like, we're not all dropping together. Yeah. So that some accident doesn't ruin us. Like, worst case scenario, one guy gets taken out like it does. But that's not worst case scenario. Like, worst but... case scenario is they all get intercepted by. Yes. There's a Zex at every. But it's like point. it will be much harder for them to capture all of us if we're separated. Yeah. At least upon entry. Yeah. So Zex gives a lot of talk about soldiers. Yes. I love the the scooch back. <laughs> the, uh, like the, the, the pilot just scooches his chair back to talk to Zex. He's in the back seat. Yes. Well, and he's talking to him, but like to emphasize <laughs> his point, he scooches slightly closer. So we see a guy we can't see in a very bulky flight outfit in what appears to be a shuttle, yes. and he sees a civilian shuttle in front of him. Which looks very close to the, a regular space shuttle, yeah. like the classic look of a, an American space shuttle, I should say. Yeah. We cut inside where we see a older gentleman trying to sleep on his plane, being reminded to fasten his seatbelt, and he's like, hey, what's the matter, my daughter, Rolina? Aren't you glad we are going to the exposition home? Aren't you bad we're coming back to Earth? No. He's like, you never spent time with me, father. Oh, I'm such a lonely rich girl. Although later on, she kind of reveals that she's like much more not a she's, bitch about She's not it. a snob at all. Yeah. She, she does go to a fancy school for fancy lads and lasses. But, but I mean, like, just because you go yes. to a fancy school, the fact that she's not a snob. She's while not also, a rich bitch, but she's yes. definitely wealthy and yeah. lonely. Those are her two character traits in this yes. episode. And she's into a handsome boy? Maybe. Anyway... We cut back to the guy in the space suit, and we see his face now, and he's like, well, I'll just have to shoot down any obstacles in front of me. He starts to take aim at the shuttle when he notices there's an enemy carrier on his back. So Zex gives some babble about, ah, this is the seat of battle that will sprout into new battles. Yes. That they are sending. He's like, well, he'll have to slow down for the shuttle. And the pilot's like, hey, don't you think he's going to blow it up? He's like, well, not right in front of me. It's supposed to be a secret. Yeah, but that, I don't know. This seems a little weird that... He's like, the alliance is on to me. Better transform. What? Uh, the way I take it is that, like, his camouflage breaks up in the atmosphere. I guess the that. way it looks. But I'm I'm more wondering why he wouldn't, like, they were like, oh, no, he might shoot down the shuttle. Why doesn't he? Yeah, it is a good point, like, to go through it. Yeah. Maybe he thinks he can just escape. I don't know. So anyway, he goes into the atmosphere, and they speculate, hey, maybe he's trying to destroy the evidence. But then Zex is like, no, maybe he could survive re-entry. We know the colonies are technologically advanced, so we don't know what they have. Yeah, so I actually do like that. They're like, there's no way he could survive re-entry. I don't know. Maybe he could. Most people don't tend to do irrational things. So meanwhile, we cut back into the shuttle where old guy's like, Operation Meteor. Sutter's like, Gazoonite? <laughs> yes, I do love that. So she essentially goes, hey, what's that? And he goes, Operation Meteor. Uh, she literally saw something flashing by the window. Doesn't even know what it is. Just, hey, something flew by the window. It must have been Operation Meteor. <laughs> it must be the okay. secret, secret plan that I was just in secret meetings about in secret space. Okay, Dad, <laughs> sure. I'm just going to call him Hero. It's so much easier to just call yeah. him Hero. Is in starting to break up in the atmosphere. And like, I don't think he does anything to destroy it. I think it just breaks up. And from it emerges a bird. No, it's a plane. 
Well, I think they might have used it as a, he might have used the explosion because like there are lines along the camouflage making it look like he was using that as part of his re-entry thing. Like, all right, now jettisoning the super hot shit. Yeah, that right makes sense. as we're breaking the the atmosphere barrier. So like, all right, now I can survive this re-entry a bit more. That makes sense too. So they have data scans. So we see some nice wireframes with some nice English. Uh, actually, everything's spelled right, I think. Yes. But they insulate like a variable geometry on this. Hey, what is it? And so the is like, ah, they're new weapons of fighter. It moves just like a bird. And they're already to flight altitude, so they can attack. This leads to an infamous nice dub line where there's like, let's get him with the machine gun. And Zex replies, no machine gun for him. Shoot him down. Yes. And then they proceed to shoot the machine gun at him. Uh, my understanding is the original Japanese is it's more like, hey, let's fire a warning shot. And he says, no, just shoot him down. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense. But no machine gun for him is pretty fun. Yes. Well, no machine gun for him immediately followed by shoot him down. Yeah. The real target's obviously the fighter pilot inside. No, the real target is obviously not the fighter pilot. I mean, the real target is both of them. Well, yeah. They don't know it's a Gundam at this point. Yeah, they think it's just a jet. Yeah. He tries spinning. It's a neat trick. I'll escape no probs. Oh, shit. There's a prob. And then, like, he gets, like, a text message. It's like, hey, that ship has mobile shoots. Mobile shoots? Mobile suits. Destroy it. And he's like, Roger, doing a Yui. So, Zach's like, hey, is my Leo ready? Like, you're going to go after him in a mobile suit in the atmosphere? He's like, wouldn't you use the Ares? It can, like, fly. It's like, nah, I'm better in a Leo. Plus, my Leo is fast. I think favorite mobile suit, Leo. Yeah, I was like, my Leo's fast enough. Not that he's like, I'm really good at using this thing. Well, he specifically says, if I'm going to fight him, I should give him my best. Yes. It's where all my feats are good. I do like that it's equipped with a parachute as he, like, just jettisons it into space. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got, like, maneuvering thrusters. Yeah. So, but it just, it's clearly not re-entry capable, unlike the Ares, I'm assuming. Yeah. Which, doing some Mechton Zeta design, kind of like, oh yeah, so like, I can be space-worthy, but not re-entry capable. Yeah. Because that's expensive. And also, it's clear it can't fly from this. It can maneuver. Yeah, it's got maneuvering thrusters, but that's it. It doesn't actually have any flight capabilities. But he still manages to get a shot with his big rocket launcher on the Gundam, or I guess the plane, and it starts smoking. And the other guys are like, should we follow him in our Ares and capture him? To interrogate him? Yes. And it was like, what if he blows up? He's like, hey, he's not going to blow up before he sits foot on Earth. Yep. Come on. He would have done it already. But then he presses the transform pedal, and oh my god, it's a Gundam. It's not a pedal. He pulls the transform lever. Or it's like, it's not even a lever. It's like, uh, I guess it's technically a lever. It's just an embedded lever. He's also got a pedal. It looks like he's pushing in a clutch to me while he pulls it. Like he's yeah. shifting gears into mobile suit yes. form. There is that. I also really like, uh, this is something that I didn't notice uh, on the first, I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't recognize the significance of it, is the Ares put the parachute pack on the Leo. Yeah. Like, oh no, if they hadn't come out and saved me, I was going to die. Eh, he, he landed in the water. What's going on, Zex? He's like, I don't know. I thought only Alliance and Oz could build mobile suits. A line that will bug Kevin. There he's probably so like, leave it to us. You just use this cool parachute we gave you, which he deploys, slowing him down, of course. The Ares fire rockets at him, and I do like that we see them impact him, and it looks like it hits, like it's a meaty impact on the animation, but then we see it does no damage. Basically, yeah. Because he's in free fall, the explosion blew him away, but it didn't actually do anything to him. And I mean, it makes sense, even with the earlier damage from the Leo's big rocket, or big energy blast, whatever, because it seemed to be coming from a rifle. Yeah. So it might have just been some kind of like energy blast thing. Like all it did was 
slightly damage like one of his maneuvering thrusters like it didn't do that much damage it got kind of like it got a lucky crit kind yeah. of thing of ah oh, man it damaged my thruster a little bit well time to go into mobile mode it was also making really big explosions yeah bigger than those rockets yes so i actually really like the shot where the wing like turns around in free fall and aims its gun and i like the wing quite a bit more than you specifically though i like its big gun and one of the reasons i like it we don't find out this in this episode but it's limited to three shots, despite its giant capacity. And I as you. you and I have talked about with My Hero Academia, I really like limits on things in a fight. Yes. Well, and like I said when I was writing the wing as my lowest one, I was like, I didn't see it do a whole lot. Yeah. Well, you didn't see any of them do a whole lot, to be fair. Yes. But that cool thing about the gun is something about this mech that I don't know yet, versus yeah. the other ones have a lot more visually noticeable interesting facts. The series wing has very visually distinct Gundams. Yes. I kind of don't like it for that, or I kind of don't like the Gundam design for that, but that's a discussion for another time. So he fires his big gun and then just to take out both Ares in a single blast, and I actually really like the like Dragon Ball Z style energy they're consumed in. Yes. Before they explode. Yeah, and, that and, thing is a, uh, again, going back to Mechton Zeta, I can it, actually... Again, I can build that gun, but uh, that's the, um, what is it, the Mega Beam or whatever? It's probably more a wide-angle gun with a high damage, but yeah, it could also be a Mega Beam. It's actually probably both. It's a very powerful gun. Yes. And I love that he just starts laughing maniacally once he shoots them both down. Yep. And he's like, oh yeah, there's that Leo I have to kill too. And Zex is like, well, shit. Better take off my parachute and draw my Beam Saber. And I do like that the Leo keeps its Beam Saber like in its shoulder shield. Yep. Dodges a second blast and gets right up. Can't hit with the beam saber because there's grappling, but he just kind of flies the mobile suit into him and then jumps out in his parachute. He's got his own parachute. And that was probably his plan, I assume, all along. Yeah. So the pilot's like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I did everything I could. I couldn't shoot it down, but the pilot will definitely be dead. So also probably made of gundanium alloy. Yeah. It must be a Gundam. I think that's a little bit of a translation thing where he says, judging by the strength of the mech. And I would have used something like durability yeah. or something along that lines. Like, we shot it with rockets and nothing happened. It was probably made of gundanium. Because, like, judging the strength of it, either you're trying to judge the physical strength. It hasn't done shit. <laughs> it stopped your mech from hitting him with a beam saber. That's yeah. about it. Or, like, the attack strength. Like, judging by that, it must be made of gundanium. I don't think the material you build the mech out of makes the gun better. I mean, maybe only gundanium could, like, endure that sort of energy yeah. buildup. But, yeah. but uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it... And it's just a, that small translation thing of, because, like, strength probably does work, but that's a very quibbly English thing to be like, no, durability is technically, like, strength is something that works, but it's not used in that way. So he's like, yeah, hey, some ships have offered to salvage it for us. And he's like, yeah, fine, let them do whatever. It's in the Jap area. I mean, the JAP area. Yes. And then he makes a snide comment about offer to salvage it. There's no bright future for soldiers that scurry for a reward. They should do it for the thrill of combat. Everybody in Gundam Wing is a little bit Vegeta. Yeah. Except for Lena, I guess. And then we get our eye catch. I don't think I'm going to do big eye catch things in this podcast, but we'll see. Yeah. And I'm in the habit of announcing it. So we cut to what looks like a dock or an airport or maybe both. And there's a press conference where they're asking old men, what did you discuss with the colonies? What are they demanding the alliance? When are the colonies going to nuke Earth? And we find out he's some sort of foreign minister. Yep. And there are generals waiting for him with cars. Like well, a, a general and some soldiers. I assume they're all generals. They all, he sent three generals. To yeah, like, like, oh, yeah the minister, two, right? The, and the two dudes with hel helmets. Yeah. You don't want the generals to get sniped. 
But he's like, I have to take care of my daughter's birthday party. He's like, we got a car for her, too. And she's like, I can walk. I have legs. I got gams. So we cut to sunset and her walking along the fenced off port beach. And she starts dramatically enacting what she would be like if she was more of a brat. Yes. And how her father doesn't pay her any attention, even though it's almost her birthday. Then there's that weird, I'm guessing that was meant to show the shadow of, of the plane. The, a plane. Okay. Yeah. It almost seemed to me like the uh, feed was going <laughs> dim. Saying she's about to head on when she notices a body in a flight suit washed up on the beach. So she runs down towards it. Hey kids, you want to see a dead body? You're going to poke it with a stick. Oh, she can't find a stick, so she's going to poke it with her hands. She's like, oh, he's a soldier. And then he starts to stir. She's like, I better get help. Dramatic anime freeze frame. Yes. The immediately recognizing it as a military uniform seems weird because to me it looks like a brown flight suit. Yeah, it looks like, like a space suit to me. Yeah. And maybe there's markings on the front, but he's face down. It literally looks like a brown space suit. Or like, like a diving suit almost. Maybe. But it it's a military uniform. There's literally no markings on that side of him. There are on the front. There's like some red bars and some stuff like that. So it's like, all right, if you saw the whole thing, but just that that's a military suit. That's just a suit. It's a solid color. What makes you think it's military? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's brown. Maybe the military all wear brown. I mean, the military are wearing brown, so... Except for Zax, who wears red. Yes. So we cut to the opera, where a very fancy man in Napoleonic garb is watching with binoculars, but he's also on his laptop, <laughs> Skyping in the middle of the opera with Zex Marquis. Yes. Well, he's in his own private box. That's true. And he's like, you got three mobile suits shot down? And he's like, yes, sir. He's like, that's not like you. And he's like, I'm going to have trouble smoothing this over with the bigwigs. He's like, well, it was Gundam. Oh, and he's like, imagine if the colonies made it. And so Napoleon Man is like, hmm, this wouldn't have happened if we were in charge 15 years ago. Yep. Which somehow confirms to Zex it was a Gundam. And you mean confirms to this guy. Zex, yeah. like, Zex knew it was a Gundam. Yeah. And he's like, well, the Morena is going to salvage it. He's like, ah, the, the Colonel. Colonel Trace. We'll just use his name. Sure. It's easier. He's like, ah, I can handle that. I'll send my underwater guys. And then you just take it from there. It's like, this is going to be an important time. It's like the series is starting, so don't do anything too dramatic to anger the Alliance. Yes, Yogimashita. So the one thing that uh, kind of bothers me about, oh, it must be a Gundam. That means they have to exist. Yes, right? it does, doesn't it? So where are they? They don't exist, Kevin. I know. As far as I'm aware, these are the first five. And that's... maybe they're theoretical. I guess actually, we do find out that one exists. Now okay, that I think about uh, it. That's fair. Uh, even if it got destroyed somehow, like yeah. Oh. It must be a Gundam. You make it sound like that's a thing that exists, but it, it doesn't seem to. Like, even if somebody was like, maybe maybe it's one of those Gundams. Like, a, as stupid as that sounds, um, like, because they don't know how to call it correctly. Like, maybe they managed to make one finally. Even yeah. some little line like that. Maybe someone managed to make one. Maybe yeah. it's one of the legendary Gundam. <laughs> like, oh, this one dude made it. 10 years ago or you know 20 years ago and then it got destroyed and no one's been able to make one since but i just something like that it must be a gundam so you know what they are yes what are they why don't you have any <laughs> they definitely is one that exists prior to these i don't know if anyone knows that though okay i don't remember the details there yeah but that's another thing like just little quibbly things with gundam this one specifically is bad about that yeah so anyway, the colonel comes into a big military meeting with a bunch of people dressed like normal military dudes. They definitely have like French-style military uniforms and yes. epaulets and stuff, but they are not blue Napoleon. No, but we've got white, green, like hunter green, olive drab green. 
It's like, we heard your subordinate lost three mobile suits. How did that happen? It's like, uh, yeah, what, what's your point? It's like, you wasted three mobile suits to stop a rebellion? It's like, yeah, yep. that's my And we job. succeeded. I was like, and we succeeded. I don't care. You're wasting our resources. You don't care about the results? <laughs> what kind of military are you? Well, he's like, you're wasting our valuable combat resources. And he's like, dramatically repeats him. He's like, do you mean my soldiers or the mobile suits? Because I only lost two soldiers. And he's like, be more careful, guy. And he's like, yes, sir. It's like, now we will name our main agenda, looking at a view screen with some arrows like a football play, also stopping the colonies from collaborating, but mostly the football. So we get some of Trace's inner monologue, which is like, man, the Alliance suck. They're too complacent in this peacetime. It is my organization, Oz, that will take control soon. Yep. Get to the beach where Relina has started to move the body because she did not take first aid. Yep. We'll find out she's only 15, so. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And he's like, it's just a boy. He's like my age. And this causes him to immediately spring up. He tries to block his face. Like, ah, you can't see this face. I can't be seen without my glasses. Yes. And he's like, don't worry. The ambulance is coming. Did you see? See see what? And we see like a combat doctor jump out of the ambulance after it slides open. I, there's something about that shot. It's so action. Yes. I get you would be in a hurry, but it, it doesn't look like an EMT. It looks like combat doctor. No, it looks like a medic. <laughs> he's got yeah. like a stethoscope. So he pushes a panel, and there's an explosion that blows him back, but doesn't do anything. I assume it's like a misfire on his self-destruct. I wonder if it was a misfire on the self-destruct, or there was something in the panel that he needed destroyed, because the panel's gone. That's, so maybe yeah, there's like be. flight data, or that's his communication uh, master control, or whatever. So he's like, shit, gotta blow this. That could be, too. Meme about Hero Yui, he loves to try to kill himself. So I think that's why I went straight to self-destruct. And it could have been a self-destruct. Like, oh shit, hit the self-destruct button. Fuck, it didn't work. So he decides to just judo chop these doctors. And by that, I mean, he does a straight up Chuck Norris punch the one off a stairway. Roundhouse kicks another one. Yeah, I was like, the Chuck Norris thing is the roundhouse kick. Chuck Norris doesn't punch anybody. And then he just like lightly kicks the third guy. And Rilly's like, what? So then he kicks through the ambulance. Kicks (laughs) through the ambulance window. And even during this, I was like, the door was unlocked. My my favorite thing is he kicks through, kicks the guy out the other door, which opens. Yes. <laughs> so he steals an ambulance and hightails it out of there. Yep. With the light still on, which is a yeah. bad way to steal an ambulance. Well, I mean, get people out of your way if you're going to make a quick getaway. It's a bad way to be, get lost. But. Yes. So uh, anyway, Relina's like, hey, my name's Relina Darlin. What's yours? Now in a fantasy world about what would happen if she met a, fans- a handsome boy on the beach and he wasn't the biggest asshole. <laughs> Yes, but I do like that she constantly falls into uh, just talking to herself and, like, literally enacting her, like, inner monologue dream thoughts out loud, basically. Because she doesn't have any friends to share them with. She's a lonely rich girl. So here we have a Zaku factory. I mean... (laughs) Leo factory. A Leo factory. Look, Zakus are much cooler than Leos. But the Leo factory is under attack by a mysterious Scythe animation and a Gundam with a scythe. It's black. It's the death scythe. I like it. Yep. We get a Gundam montage. And all the other Gundam pilots introduce themselves, since they should appear in the first episode. Yep. There's a spaceport under attack by the Heavy Arms. It's got a bunch of bubble suits defending it that just can't seem to hit the Heavy Arms for the life of them. Even though it's not moving. Well, I mean, it's slowly walking towards them. Yes. My mission was only to destroy the spaceport, but you got in my way, so I'm going to blow up everything. I have a lot of missiles for that. Yes. I like how we we know his name, because he was like, I should give my name for the record. (laughs) That's a very dubism. Meanwhile, they sent all the Leos into the desert to search for the capsule. The one <laughs> capsule that they managed to track, I guess. But there are camouflage mobile suits there. They've got big shields and guns, and they blow up the Leos in an ambush. 
And also there's a Gundam to, to deliver the coup de gras. Although this one is like, hey, surrender and I'll spare your lives. But of course they don't. So they got to get coup de gras. Yes. I'm getting huge Voltron vibes off this one specifically. I can definitely see where you're coming from. The shield's got kind of a lion motif to it. Yeah. Well, and specifically uh, the new Voltron, which is something I've also been meaning to watch more of. I've seen like... I've seen the first season. I liked it. And we're seen, on like season 12 now. Yeah, I've seen part of the first season. I was like, man, if I had some free time, I would watch more of this. And last but not least, your favorite, the Shenlong, which is sinking the Navy. Yes. With its flamethrower. Well, specifically, it's sinking the Navy with its dragon arm and then uses its flamethrower to blow up two planes. Navy planes. Oh, shoot. I didn't think about how I was going to escape after the ship I'm on sank. This battle will be over in practically no time. The battle is already over, good sir. The battle will be over soon. They're all dead. Wait, what? <laughs> Cut to Zex, who's waiting for the search unit to get there. And he's like, hey, guys, uh, we got attacked in four other places. Yes. There'd be like five Gundams up in this earth. Look at these cool surveillance photos. I like how the, the pilot is so confused by like, wait, there's four? No, five, including the one we shut down. Five? Like, yeah. Can you not count? There were five <laughs> objects. They all turned out to be Gundams. Like, it doesn't seem that... In like, maybe it's incredulous to the fact that, like, I can't believe that there are five of them. But, like, you shouldn't be... The fact that there are five things should not be the surprising thing. I'm not sure if these guys are in Oz or not. I can't remember how that hierarchy works. So I wonder if it's trying to paint the General Alliance dudes as incompetent. Because there's I mean, definitely a lot of that. In this yeah, it was like Zex is definitely is. So maybe they are just regular dudes. And that's why they're in all of Drab Green and he's in his fancy red. Yes. Meanwhile, come to a fancy school for fancy lads and lasses. It's got a garden and it's basically just a mansion. Yes. Relina gets driven there. In a pink Royals Royce, I'm going to guess. Like, we only see, like, part of the side of it, but I'm just going to guess it's a Rolls Royce. That's a very Relina Darling car. Yes. So. And they're like, oh, it's really a bunch of fancy lasses are like, oh, it's Relina Darling's birthday tomorrow. It's weird that she's not here since it's so early in the year and she's so rich. Yes. Well, she just came back from outer space. She's got space lag. <laughs> Shuttle lag. We're very rich girls. You can tell from our uniforms, but we're not space rich. I wonder who she's going to invite to our party. I want to be the rich girl's best friend. That I don't know. To me, this is uh, the. I wonder who she's going to invite to the party. Well, if the party is tomorrow, it's probably <laughs> not you. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. You don't generally be like, hey, I've got a party tomorrow. I mean, she does that, but it's the new kid. Also, but, she's been in space this entire yes, time. Yes, so. but you gen generally don't go, hey, I've got a party tomorrow. Do you want to come? No, I have plans. Oh, but it's going to be a cool party. I, again, have plans. Like, you've known about this for a while now. I like that everyone rises for the good sermon of Relina Darlin when she walks in. <gasps> yes. I guess it's just because they're all very fancy, so they yes. have to rise when anyone enters. Very well, the men make sense, not so much the women. Like, the men rising for the women entering is a very fancy thing. Like, that's true. Yeah, well, it's a chivalry it, thing. It's the future. It's progressive. Everybody sure. rises for everyone. So we cut to, like, an auditorium. Yes. I guess that's literally what it is. Yeah, it's a lecture hall auditorium. Where a nun leads a handsome boy in a very fancy suit up. And really is like, hey, it's that boy. Which you can tell somehow from the back. Like, this is a large auditorium. You would probably not have immediately recognized his face. She's got a good eyesight. I guess. And he's introduced himself as Hiro Yui. And, he, and she's like, take the protagonist seat next to Relina Darlin, please. Yes. There aren't any seats next to the window, so you will sit in the back, sort of in the back. Not quite all the way in the back, 
one row removed from the back. This auditorium doesn't really have easy anime windows. No, like that. It. That's what I meant. Is that there aren't any <laughs> seats next to the windows in this? Oh, like there all, are windows okay. up on the walls. There's no like seats next to the window because it's not a typical classroom. So it's like we're gonna have you sit in the back middle, but not all the way in the back like the losers. <laughs> You're just going to be towards the back. So she, he's like, ah, oh, it's nice to meet you. I'm Relina, and he's like incredulous. He's asleep. <laughs> I have instantly built my role of anime protagonist. Lonely rich girl, I sleep. Well, we cut to him brooding on the balcony in the future. They've got a nice sea view, and everybody's gathered to watch him. I mean, all the girls. I guess he is a handsome boy? Well, also, I think it's all the girls are gathered here to watch Rolina invite him to the party. <laughs> yeah, well, that's quite sporting for these fancy lasses. Well... That's kind of the, it's not the confession thing, but it's like all the girls getting together like, oh, is she going to do it? Yeah, I know. Because she's the center of attention. But there's none of that gossipy vibe no. because they're all too fancy. Yes. Very, so they're okay. just sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> and so she has a, like a formal invitation in an envelope for him that she's like, here, it's my birthday tomorrow. Please come. And everyone claps. Yes. It's a good show. <laughs> and then he straight up rips it in half. Yes. It's a very good shot. It is a very good shot. Part of me is just like, listen, man, I don't care how you feel about this girl. She's the <laughs> richest girl in school. That party's going to be baller. Like, at least go for the free food. It's going to be amazing. It's also an opportunity to, uh, you know, get her alone. Yes. For your goal. I do love that the dramatic anime wind immediately picks up and starts blowing the two halves of the invitation away. Yes. It's a very nice detail. So she starts shaking and kind of like, it looks like anger, but then she's just like, looks like she's going to cry because nothing goes right for this poor girl. But why? Let me wipe your tears. Yeah, he, he wipes her tears away and like, there's a cool anime walk towards her. But as he's very close to her face, he's just like, I'll kill you. And I love how our face goes to him like, oh, man, he does care about me too. What is this boy? I, uh, is he serious? I do not know what's going on. Yes. Shock. And with some nice leaves blowing dramatically and her shock expression as her hair and like, she looks like a doll as her hair and dress are just blowing in the wind. Yeah, she's she's frozen in place, but it's showing that time is moving on like, yeah, it's her frozen. It, it's good. Yeah, and he's walking away. And that's where we get the to be continued. Yes. So I guess we already talked about how you felt about the episode. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts or uh, did talking about it make you think anything else about it? Not particularly. Since I'm going to be continuing watching the episodes, but not, I will watch them right before recording or however we decide to do it. It will be a while before you watch episode two. Yeah. So I'm not going to like, I'm going to go watch the series now. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even if, I was like, even if I wanted to, but I would also want to preserve the, so I'm basically going to be watching it cold and telling you how I feel being the strangely anime enthusiast non-Gundam dude. Yeah. That title did not come out the way i wanted to it's I like guess a it very be... japanese title though right yes because i i put anime enthusiast first when in english it would have been i am the non-gundam anime enthusiast yes we went for all the a extra adjectives at the end yes like, like an anime protagonist would have yes japanese sentence structure the sister loving gang boss yes <laughs> yeah i don't have an exit strategy for this so uh, an idea i like and i have not told zach or tyler we're recording this yet so they will find out when they get to the end of this episode. But you know we have our list where we rank all the mobile suits, right? Yes. I kind of like the idea of you nominating a mobile suit for us to rank on the next uh, seed episode we do every time we do a one of these. What do you think of that? Okay. And we will do it on our podcast, which I guess is also in this feed. So it is this podcast. Yes. 
but we have more knowledge of Gundam designs. Like, I don't even know that you know what most of the ones on the list are. No. So would you like to nominate a mobile suit for us to add to our list? Sure. Wait, which one? I don't know. Okay. Want to make it the Shenlong? That's since you said it was your favorite. Sure. Okay. Yeah, from this? Yes, yeah, sure. from this. From this. Definitely from this is what I was saying. If you want to retake that now that no. you understand what I'm asking. No, that's fine. This is totally fine that this ends up flowing together perfectly because that is basically the basis of this thing. How do you feel about this? Yes. Okay, so I'll run that by Zach and Tyler, and maybe in our Q&A special, we will rank the Shenlong. Yeah. All right, that will do it for this episode of What's a Gundam? Please tell us how you feel about this spinoff podcast on the comments on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, or in our Discord, which you can find the link to at that same website. I'll finally have a reason to pay attention to those. <laughs> uh, I, I, you mean? Yeah. No, I do pay attention to a lot of it, but I'm not going to say that I tune out the Gundam stuff, but a lot of it just goes over my head. Yeah. So I, I kind of like I pay attention to it, but it, it just goes over my head because it's like, hi, oh, why do you guys feel about this Gundam stuff? I have no idea. And I'm not going to try and join in on the conversation because not because I will look like an idiot, but because I know I won't have anything to contribute. So, yeah, if you want to talk about Gundam or very uh, hard details on World War II naval history, our Discord is an excellent place for you. Yes, surprisingly. On that second one, not the first one. All right. Thank you all for listening, if you got all the way through it. And we will be back next week with the start of our special episodes. In a couple of weeks, we will have our Gundam Seed wrap-up. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask, the comments on our website or our Discord are the best place to do that or Gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. Hey, Kevin, do you know what a Gundam is yet? No. <laughs>